Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey along with my co-host Dr. Christy Stewart coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know Christy, we kind of started this whole show thing out with toxic people and just kind of recap, you know, we were at a function and somebody had come up and asked you about, hey, you're always talking about the people that you surround yourself with. And, but how do I recognize these people? So we did a show on toxic people their personality traits and kind of how you can challenge yourself not to be around them anymore, you know, how to set boundaries and stuff like that. But at, from time to time, we're kind of these people, not all the time. We, th that last show was about these toxic people. Conversation was about talking, how do we deal with difficult people? Difficult people. And there's difficult people for a variety of different reasons. One of them, is because they're toxic yes and, and again we did a whole show on that go back and listen to that those are people that you just have to exit you have to set boundaries a lot of times you're going to have to have professional help to figure out how to deal with them mm -hmm. but most people you know those are extremes but most people uh including everyone who's listening we can be difficult okay. at times and so we want to talk today about just dealing with people that don't have some type of personality disorder, that don't have some intent to harm, the people we're gonna talk about today are just, when we're difficult. Yeah. And how do we deal with those people? How do we, how do we um, maybe, can we deal with those people? I guess we're gonna talk about That's that, true. can we? Cause, That's true. Because just because somebody is not out to harmfully have an intent to harm you, doesn't mean that that person still needs to stay in your life. That's some true. people there, you have personality differences, you have value differences, that you can find workarounds, that you can compromise, that you can meet in the middle, that you can agree to not talk about certain topics with certain people, and you can get along with them fine. There are some people that you can't do that, right? That your personalities and your values are so drastically different that they're not bad people. You're no. not a bad person. Some people that are extremely passive aggressive or going through a really bad time of, we're gonna talk about Debbie Downers and, and people that are just really negative. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them, but that doesn't mean that they have to necessarily stay in your life. Either. Right. One of the things I think we're trying to convey with these shows is that there are workarounds to everything. Right. You know, nothing is permanent. Nothing is solid. So I like that about the, these shows that we're actually giving people that workaround. Because right, some tools, some skills, some things to say, okay, oh, yeah, okay, I can't, I just can't deal with that person. And I just, I just can't. And that's okay. Right. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It just means that it's just not a good fit. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked in the, in the toxic show about, you know, astrology and different stereotypical behaviors, behaviors or traits of specific people. Now, just because, you know, you're a Capricorn mm -hmm. and just because you're a Capricorn doesn't mean that you are like every other Capricorn. Absolutely not. But there are stereotypical general traits that kind of categorize all Capricorns mm -hmm. that you are practical and prudent, which are generally thought of to be good things, but you can be pessimistic. I can be. Um, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> you know, we have, we have a lot of bad traits with us, but you know, we're determined and forceful, um, but we can be obsessive and obstinate. And you can see kind of how those things together. We tend to, we can storm roll over people. We can give them way too much information, especially if say you're a Taurus, right? Because you're patient and reliable, but you can also be jealous and possessive. Mm -hmm. Pisces, you know, they're generally imaginative, but they're very sensitive. So a Virgo coming at a Pisces because Virgos can be very critical and harsh. 
Um, they're also modest and shy, but they can be very critical. So somebody coming really hard, a Virgo coming really hard at what they think is their strength at a Pisces, they can be very sensitive or a cancer that's very emotional can be a real problem. We can now have a conflict. Hmm. Just be based solely out of who they are. Not that they're bad people. Nobody's, nobody's bad. They're all good. They're just, it's just a different personality looking at situations differently that are now creating conflicts but that makes sense. It does make sense. That's, that's just it's, life, right? Right. <laughs> well, sure it is. But we get stuck there, right? We get stuck in these things. We get stuck in, I never had a problem with this person until today. I've worked <laughs> with them for 10 years and we have never had a problem until today. And now I don't want anything to do with them. Really? You know, again. <laughs> You've washed your hands of this person uh, yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. Now, we've been both sides of that coin, oh, yeah, right? Because we're having a bad day. There, People have bad days at the same time, and that can be bad. Mm-hmm. You just got to, we're going to talk about some of the tactics that you can do with that and walk away and, and, and dealing with people that are just drastically different than you. Right. And that's really what we're talking about in this particular show is, hey, these people are different. Right. They're not bad. Exactly. Toxic people are people that are out to harm you. Yep. Control but, you, whatever the right, case may that's be. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about people that may have those similar kind of behaviors, but there's no intent to harm. Right. 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 And we're going to look at kind of a definition of difficult people according to the behavioral investigator Vanessa Van Edwards. She's got some great YouTube videos out there if you want to know more about this. She talks about that there's the four kinds of difficult people and I, Dr. Stewart, have added <laughs> a couple to that because I think that I think some other ways uh, they're more difficult than just these four. But the but I want to give her credit because she did she does do a good job and there's a lot of good information Definitely. out there. But on our worst days, we all fall into one, if not all four, of these categories. <laughs> Right? So we, we've had those days mm-hmm. that we are just difficult. We may have had those weeks or a month. Right. You know? Exactly. So seeing the signs in other people, I think, is a little bit easier than seeing the signs in us because we're emotionally oh, engaged in it. That's right. right. But we hope that the people around the, us can have compassion and some empathy for us that we're kind of, man, Going you're through just, something. yeah, what, what, what is up with her kind of thing? <laughs> and, and don't put a judgment on a moment onto one person. If you've worked with somebody for 10 years, they kind of know that this is different. Or if this is your spouse, they kind of know that, okay, he gets in this mood, you know, every Mm -hmm. once in a while. But if you're just a snapshot in time, you're dealing with an individual you never dealt with before, uh, they could make a big judgment about you that's incorrect. And so, and we do that. We all do that, right? So that whole one moment in time kind of thing, you don't want to make a snap judgment about people, especially difficult people, because this may not be who they are all the time. This is, is not likely who they are all the time. So let's start with the Downers. Debbie Downers, Nancy, <laughs> there was a Nancy something or others. It wasn't Nancy, Nancy Downers, but Nancy, um, I don't know. <laughs> those people who complain, the energy just drops when they walk in the room, mm-hmm. right? They just kind of suck the energy out of everybody. Everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. They bring the mood down yeah. um, of everyone around them. They tend to find problems in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to be obsessive. They are warriors. They focus on everything that's wrong with you and everybody else. And they like to assign blame to you and everybody else. Right. right. These are people that their cup is half empty. Mm. But they have a cup. Right? These aren't people who don't have a cup that are just toxic. These are people who have a cup. It's just empty and the world is bad. Again, we all have this day, right? Oh, sure we do. When you get the speeding ticket on the way to work, you dump your coffee in your lap from McDonald's. Mm -hmm. 
and you get to work and now there's a 10 o'clock meeting that was supposed to be at two o'clock you didn't get it done yet. we all had that day right right that if, if anything could go wrong today it did yep i should have not got out of bed however right. i if you're on the receiving end of this i think it's human nature that you wanted to uplift you know you're thinking well it's just you, what about this you know right. and it, it doesn't matter what advice you offer I, I at least in my opinion i think and it's I generally gonna make it worse that. well we're both fixers yeah so we're we want to fix the debbie downer so that's not so <laughs> bad there's no there's no fixing it right Just, and if you're one of those move happy it. go lucky people that need everybody around you to be happy and we're going to talk about those people in a minute again you're not helpful with with the with yeah. the downer people because they they're living in their moment uh we talk about that you can't force self-awareness on yourself you're certainly not going to force it on somebody else so, but if this is just a moment in time for this person, right. maybe they just need to bend your ear for five or ten minutes. Well, and this moment in time may last for a month. You know, right. some people may get stuck here for a year. Some people, you know, may get stuck here for a really long time. We know those people that sure. have been negative forever. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It, just, uh, it doesn't mean they're intending to harm you. No, you just, no. you just, you know. And sometimes you have to walk away. Sometimes yeah. you have to get away from these people. Um, but we just have to acknowledge that you know they they exist. And we're and you all don't this person, person sometimes. Right. You don't have to offer advice to try right. to bring, bring him up. Because it's know? generally not going to help. Exactly. Because <laughs> right? not, there's not always everything wrong with everything. <laughs> right. Now, they see that, but they live in that extreme yeah. of always, never, and should, and all of those. It, it and you'll always, know who those are because it, they're the right. people that get a brand new car and it's like, yeah, it's probably going to break down tomorrow. Right. What? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, the next group of people that can be very difficult that we have to really learn how to deal with uh, and work around are those better than men's. Mm. This is hard for me because this irritates. This, this, if you want to trigger me or you want to push my button, uh, this generally is, are the people who do it because they're show-offs, they're oh. name droppers. So when um, somebody goes, oh, you have one doctorate. I, I have three. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, but they, again, they have to one-up you. Yeah, I, right? I've they never have quite to understood you. that. If you use a big word, they use a bigger one, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, oh, you used a $10 word? I'm going to use a $20 word. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah. We all know these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people. Some people get stuck, and some people live here for a long time. Again, that doesn't mean that they're bad people. No. Just, if you have something big, they have something bigger. Um, or they've done something they, bigger. Exactly. They, you know. Yeah. Um, but generally, this comes from low self-esteem that they just hide behind that behavior of superiority. They don't really believe it. And so the more that you kind of push them into that place of having to defend themselves and be better than or you correct them or or then you try to trump them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just let them go. Just, you know, oh, that's great. Your little, me- your medal is great. Um, you know, uh, good for you. You have two doctorates. What, whatever right. it is, however you have to deal with that person. And you'll know that person right away because, well, you, it, you probably know them because they're in your life right now, but you know them because it doesn't matter what you've done. You can't get a word in edgewise about whatever you did. Oh, you did the marathon. I did the marathon. Yeah, I did. But I, but I, but I ran two extra miles. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's like, yeah. or I ran faster. You're whatever right. the case may be. Exactly. So yeah, you can't, you, you can't one up them. No. You know, and, and you got to know that. And again, this is really hard for me because these just kind of just grind my goat. Right. I mean, I just, they just annoy me, but you got to just, okay, that's great. I'm happy for you. 
you know, Fantastic. walk away from and the coffee pot and be I, done with it. You I know. am happy for you. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the next are passives. Now, these people probably really don't like me or us because passive people don't necessarily want you to fix their problems. No. But, but we, we like to fix things and we like to offer options. So I annoy these people. I could be difficult <laughs> with people who are very passive because they generally don't have a voice, right? They don't make decisions. Mm-hmm. They will give you a lot of times one word answers. They're generally very sensitive they're self-conscious and tend to be too trusting of a lot of times the wrong people they're fearful they they have such low self-esteem that they have difficult in having conversations again these are extremes right they fail to make decisions which usually leads to bad ones Mm -hmm. right so because if you don't make a decision you're kind of making a decision to not make one when you're not making one you're still making one they generally always say yes which leads to failures and reinforces that low self-esteem, right? They say yes to everything because they don't want the conflict. They don't want the drama. They don't want any of those things that could create anything that would force them out of their passive state. So they're the yes people. And just because they say yes doesn't mean they're going to do it. It doesn't mean it's going to get done. And it doesn't mean it's going to get done right, which all of those things then go back that they feel like a failure that reinforces them, that they don't have a voice. And then it's a dog chasing their tail. So what would be some of the things that you would think helping these kind of folks out? Because one thing I don't think that would help is giving options. You know, I mean, because you know what I'm saying? If you give too many options, now they just don't know what to do. Well, I think you don't want to give too many options. I I think you can give a couple options. And I think that a lot of times you have to just sit back and let them just work with it until they figure it out. Okay. And that's hard for us because we just... We have an option. We do it. We try it. It doesn't work. We try something else. Right. Uh, you're not going to... If you try to force these people out of their comfort zone of being passive, they're generally going to exit. They're going to shut down even more. They're, they're not going to react in a way that, that, that you would react if you're not a passive person. So you've got to give them space. You've got to give them space to think. You've got to give them space to figure out what works for them. Okay. Sometimes... And I, this was something I'd never heard before. They tend to parrot. I was like, I wonder what that means. Basically, you're going to find the opinions of their partner, their family, their friends or whatever coming out as their opinions because they're not necessarily strong enough or they don't necessarily believe in their stuff enough. And if you listen to the toxic show that we did, a lot of these people are going to be people who have been gaslit or have been storm rolled over Mm -hmm. by the tanks um, because they don't have a sense of value to think that they can actually participate in the conversation. So they don't. They will generally use, a lot of times they're going to use somebody else's opinion as their own because they value that more than they value their own. And I got to say, this one would be a hard one because I wouldn't want to walk away from that. You know, not that I necessarily need to help, but maybe I need to be there just to listen. Or And that could be very helpful, I think. And the thing is, you just can't storm roll over these people because it's not, that is not going to be helpful. No, and they're going to let you. Right, exactly. Bottom line. And especially the next group of people that we can be, have a very difficult time in dealing with, they're the tanks or the sniper personalities. We know that they're the bull in the china right. shop, right? They're that person that you work with that just is explosive. They're confrontational. They're pushy. They can be aggressive and bossy. Uh, they take charge. We call them control freaks. Mm-hmm. They're very emotional. They can be drama queens from time to time. I think you can roll into that. But we know them. Right? right? They're just people who are going to come at you before you have a chance to come at them. And they just kind of come into the room and everybody's like, oh, yeah, here they come. 
And we've all had bosses or coworkers right. like this. If you have this person in your life, usually, at least in my eyes, this is usually a patriarch of the family. You know, usually oh, it could it's, be. Well, you yeah. Know, but that's how they, that that's how they've gotten that position. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how many times do, does uh, a kid dominate their entire family because they're like that? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. they throw the temper tantrums, they throw the fits, and then they control the how the entire family reacts to everything. Right. We, I've, that's a good point. I've seen this in people and their kids that they can their kids control their life because. They may be both passive people, and, and their kid is very aggressive, and mm -hmm. so the kid just takes control early in life, and then just storm rolls over them all the time. And then that behavior works, so it reinforces that it works, so they keep doing it. And that's kind of like what we're talking about. These people yeah. have learned this over time. Exactly. These behaviors are things that have worked for people that will eventually stop working uh, as we move through life. We, you know, some people sooner than later, but. These are things that we've learned. These are things that we've seen modeled, mm -hmm. maybe by our parents or our siblings or our mentors. And we've seen them work. And even if they don't work anymore, being uncomfortable is sometimes comfortable. So we're going to keep doing what we know because the devil we know is better than the devil we don't kind That's of thing. True. So if it's going to be between me changing and you changing, I'm going to pick you every time. <laughs> so I'm not going to change. I'm not going to alter from this because i know how to deal with this right even though it's not working for me and even though it creates me being a difficult person or creates other people around me to be difficult that is just a, a byproduct of this which goes into the next one which is being passive aggressive i added this one this isn't one of her four because i think being passive aggressive is dealing with a difficult person i I struggle with people. I agree with I struggle that. with people that are passive aggressive because it's like you know, two weeks later, um, you're exploding on me because the ketchup dispenser is empty over something <laughs> that we, you know, we get down to it that happened two or three weeks ago or a month ago that I generally either completely forgot about or I have no idea what you're even talking about right, now. Right, right. And that's not helpful. But I get why people do it. Right. Some people just don't like conflict. But again, it's because back to a definition of people with passive aggressive as somebody being aggressive in a passive way and that it's hard for them to share their feelings directly yeah i would imagine i would imagine that that's one of the big key issues is that i'm mad i need you to know it right now oh no wait a minute i'll wait right <laughs> i'll sit on that i'll noodle on that and then when you pick that book up that <laughs> right because a lot of these people again they don't want conflict they need harmony um, they feel like their feelings potentially don't matter. Again, if you're one of those passive people or if you've dealt in the past with people that were toxic, like we talked about in the mm -hmm. other show, uh, and your feelings don't matter or you have a low self-esteem that you don't think that, that anything that you are going to contribute makes a difference, but you're still angry, right? right? And so at some point, that has to come out at some point. Well, it's going to come out somewhere. And it generally comes out as being passive-aggressive a day later, a week later, a year later, or whatever. Um, they feel like they could potentially be rejected if they express their discomfort or whatever it is they have a problem with at the time. Mm. They don't want to be rejected, so they hold it in, and then a lot of times in a happy moment, then they become then that moment's taken away because the person you know we know we all do this again. Oh, yeah. Again, people out there that uh, they beat themselves up for being passive aggressive. Anybody who's listening to this show is passive aggressive. Right. We all want people to like us. We are social beings. Some people more than others. We all want those people that we want to like us and that we want to love us that we don't want to have conflict with. 
A lot of times we don't say things and then it just bubbles and then it explodes a week later. Well, do you think that in some ways passive aggressiveness is a way for us to regain control? Like, sure. You know, I, I like I might be mad at you about something you did two weeks ago, but it's not worth a huge fight. But in order to gain back yeah. some of that control, like I need you to understand, I'm I'm upset with you, so I left the toothpaste off. It's not an argument, but I'm, you know, I know that you've left the toothpaste cap off again. Right. Could you, and so and we do things just because we know it pokes. We poke the bear. Right. Right. Because we're mad. But then again, I think a lot of times when we're passive aggressive, what could have been a a very small, maybe even a nothing thing at the moment. When we leave the tube of toothpaste out and the lid off for a week, now it becomes a big deal. Right, right. And that's the unfortunate thing because we tend to make these things bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. Oh, sure, because we, we're making a story. Right. <laughs> um, and a lot of times uh, people are passive aggressive when they use uh, sarcasm. Mm. And so that's, that's you true. know, then, then those things are, then become hurtful. The intent isn't to be hurtful. The intent is to be... Well, passive aggressive, right? right? To get to get out what you need to get out, not necessarily to hurt the other person, but in turn it does. Uh, indirect criticism instead of communicating your feelings that you you just tend to criticize uh. Uh, on on a, some probably something that's a completely different topic than what the problem was, yeah. and they're like, I had no idea that you cared about cutting the grass. I don't mind cutting their ass. Well, then why is this becoming a big deal? Well. The truth is because I don't want to deal with the fact that you didn't sweep the floor. Right. You know, I mean, and so now I'm I'm having an issue with the grass. Because we don't want to deal with the fact that we didn't do something. You know, I mean, again, we all do it, as silly as it seems. But it can create being very difficult. And, the, and when people are passive-aggressive, you can't deal with it at the time. When you don't deal with the time, it gets bigger. It explodes generally. And it's not healthy and it's not helpful. A lot of times you can ask, you know, is everything Okay. And they say, yeah, it's okay. But then later it comes out in a negative <laughs> way, right? I think that's, uh, I'm sorry to say, but I think that's a female thing more than a male thing. Was well, it, well, if you don't know, I'm not going <laughs> to. Right, right, exactly, right. Well, yeah, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, it, we've all had those conversations, right? Another thing, another one I think is big in the being passive aggressive that you can generally tell there's a problem is that they have a compliment or they'll compliment you. Mm -hmm. um, followed by a negative statement. And, uh. and then they use the buts, right? Well, I'm glad that you cut the grass, but... And then comes a criticism. And that, that is a form of being passive-aggressive. So when you start using the buts as a way mm -hmm. to criticize, you're being passive-aggressive. Or, I don't mean to criticize, however... Okay, right. but you're about, about to. to. Exactly. <laughs> it's coming. Whatever it is, it's coming. Exactly. Yeah, no, um, I, that, that's, that's being one passive of the, aggressive. If you want to, if you want to get my dander up, that will get my dander up. It's like, you know, well, I, I like the way that you folded those clothes. However, okay, well, I fold the clothes my way. If you want them different, do them your Yourself. way. You know exactly. But that's a good way when you're using the buts, the howevers, when you're using some kind of conjunction that you're doing a mm -hmm. positive, a compliment, and then you turn it into a negative. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. Being, you're being passive aggressive yes. on something else because it generally has nothing to do with how you're folding the laundry. Again, it's never about the ketchup dispenser when no. you blow up at McDonald's. It's about something completely <laughs> different. But they, you know, it's a way to build you up, tear you down. Um, they're underhanded insult remarks and being indirect. Again, that's I think that's kind of the same thing as using the butts and the howevers. Mm -hmm. 
this is one that really gets me, especially when a student that I'm teaching, uh, a person who works for me, um, this isn't so much for me in personal relationships, but it does irritate me there too. But pretending that you don't understand, <laughs> right? You don't want to deal with the issue. So you pretend you don't understand what I'm talking about yep. or you don't remember the uh, conversation. I don't remember. I don't remember agreeing to that because you want to avoid the conflict. So I don't remember or I don't understand. Oh, if you want to see Stuart's tank come out, <laughs> come at me with, well, I don't understand. Or I don't remember saying that. Or I don't remember agreeing to that. Yeah. When did we have this conversation? <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I no. got to tell you, I love that. <laughs> one. When did we talk about this? Well, you're going to have to give me an example of it. What are you talking about? We right. just talked about this. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. That's. Yeah. I, that's a bad one for me. <laughs> but I think most of the time we don't realize that we're being passive aggressive. I do. I, I, think I agree with that. We don't realize that. it, and we all do it. Some do it more than others. But, you know. I think is it a way to create like drama to divert things from? Oh, I think definitely that's a great way to say it because it is a way to it is a way to get attention to your point without directly relating it to what the point is, <laughs> and that's that's poor communication. It's not I agree helpful. With that. I don't understand, and I get it because that's what we were raised with. Like you said, we've all been passive aggressive at times. Right. Some people. I mean, actually do it all the time. They're right. not bad people, right? No, I, mean, I think some people, the pa your passive people, your people who don't like conflict, your people that really need to uh, be liked and your, you know, your extroverts, your people that are people pleasers, mm -hmm. I think they're going to do this a whole lot more than other people. Right. Because they can't handle the conflict. They can't handle the uh, disruption. Even though they're creating a drama, it's a controlled drama. Right. And it's a way to get it out. And, and a lot of times then they just create this apple cart and then they're fine. They get it out. They feel better. And now you're you're furious about something that, you know, because you left the, the ketchup lid off or right. something, you know. And it's like, really? That's what we're fighting over? So really? No. no. <laughs> but, but we are. We're going to fight over that. I don't know how many times I've had that in personal relationships, right? You fight over some topic for an hour or a day that when it's over, you're like, what was that about? That you know, and then you're trying to pinpoint. And you're like, I have no idea what where that did, was about. Where did it go so wrong? Exactly. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all instigated sure. it. Just know that, and know that you know we have to find workarounds. We have to maybe ask direct questions to deal with it because it is a problem. It's a problem for everybody. Right. And now that we have some of the the ideas of these, what we can be and what other people can be around us. Again, not bad people, yep. just things that you can see in other people and hopefully sometimes in yourself. So let's talk about some of the things that since we understand the traits now, how can we do workarounds, I guess? Well, some examples I think would be, let's say you're forcing a passive person mm -hmm. to make a decision. Uh, they're usually going to withdraw or become even more passive aggressive or exit the situation completely. Again, whenever you're going to force people out of their comfort zone in these areas that they're difficult, they're likely only going to become more difficult. Okay, so forcing somebody out of their comfort zone, not a good thing. Right. You can't. You got to find a workaround. You got to find a, create a safe place for them. If you're if you're going to come at them with their difficulty, you're generally only going to get more difficulty. So if you're the tank and you're going yeah. after the passive, 
you're going to probably not get anywhere with that. You are not going to get anywhere with that because they're going to cower and they're going to completely shut down. Okay. And and if that's, if you know, if all you want is your way, then that's great. But if that's not what you want, if this is a work relationship, if this is a personal relationship, if this is your child, that's not what you want. You want good communication. You want a healthy right. relationship. You don't want to tank over them, right? You want them to be able to be safe and feel that they can talk and feel what they feel and express that to you right well you're not going to do that when you storm all over them you and let's give you an example of that because if you were the tank you're storm over storm rolling over the passive and they have a report that you need for a board meeting yeah they're going to be <laughs> passive aggressive and you're probably not going to get it on time right. exactly exactly and we again we've all been there right right oh, oh because well, I didn't know you needed it by Tuesday at 2. You said you needed a report. Right. I didn't, no, I haven't even started working on it. It might have been done for three <laughs> days, but they're not going to give it to you. But again, it's true. Right. It it's is true. true. So that is not helpful. Right. And again, a tank. If you if you are a tank and you come in a tank with another tank, um, oh. generally they're going to even be more controlling, more confrontational. Uh, it, it it's a big blow up. I think. I bet is you what any board meeting. Well, you've been in this situation yeah. at a board meeting. I'm sure you get a lot of that, don't you? Yeah, you can you can just sit there and watch it happen. You because know, the egos you've got these, are just... these egos, these type A's. Generally, I'm sorry to say, but generally they're men, mm -hmm. and they're gonna they go at it, and then they start talking about something that has nothing to do with your meetings about. And you're like, why am I sitting here? <laughs> and if you can get up and exit, uh, I generally have. And sometimes you're stuck sitting there and nothing gets resolved. And, you know, if you would just take a step back. So recognize and, that you're a tank at this moment and maybe right. you need to step back. Maybe you're not always a tank, but for whatever reason, you're a tank now. Right, exactly. Okay, because this is the hill you're going to die on. But, you know, maybe <laughs> you need to back that up. Right, <laughs> okay. right. Because okay. generally they're going to start digging deeper and deeper and deeper into whatever the difficulty is because that they're, they're pedaling their bicycle downhill and they're not getting off at this point and they're just going to keep pedaling so you pushing them harder is not going to get them off the bike okay right? makes sense so somebody's going to have to be the bigger man here you know and walk well away. and that that that's what we're talking about right? right when you know again we talked in the toxic show that i actually had a person that said well why is it that I have to be the one. Why do I have to be the one to get off the bike? Why do I have to be the one that apologizes? Why do I have to be the one that, that, that has to give in and do something different? Oh, yeah, you don't. Yeah. No, we're not saying you have to at all. We're saying, you know, these difficult, when we're talking about dealing with difficult people, uh, the, this is their stuff. You do not have to deal with it nope. if you don't want to. And there is nothing wrong with that. Right. But no, if, that's absolutely true. But if this is work and you need something from them, or this is your personal relationship and you want uh, this relationship to continue, or you want a good relationship with your kid or your coworker or your parents or whatever, that or any of these people that are being difficult, uh, finding workarounds and finding ways to deal with that, if that's in your advantage, then you need to do that. Do you have to? Absolutely not. But if your intention is to have a relationship with these people, sometimes, maybe even a lot of the time, you're the one that has to go further than 50%. Right. It just is. And, and part of that is because we need to remember, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody does what they do because they have a reason. At some point it worked for them. At some point it's not going to work for them anymore. You know, we've used the illustration of the tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. that 20% is out of the water, 80% is under the water of a typical iceberg. And the problem is, is that why we do what we do 
Is that 80% you can't see? But almost all of our judgments and our critiques and our criticism and our all of those things that we're going to make a story up about somebody come from that 20% from their behavior that have nothing to do with who that person really is as a person. That makes sense. And though. if you don't take the time to figure that out, again, you don't have to. You can judge their behavior because it's their behavior and it's affecting you. Uh, you're not going to get a complaint from either one of us. <laughs> but if you want a relationship with that person, uh, you need to figure out what that 80% is. You need to figure out why, why are they a Debbie Downer? Maybe they're getting a divorce. Maybe, maybe exactly. Yeah, we don't maybe, know you don't the know. situation. Yeah. So maybe they have a reason for being negative. And you can either find that out or not. It doesn't matter. But if it's advantageous to you to work with this person, you need to find a way. Because, again, it, it is about you, right? It's always about you. It's yeah. never about them. Yeah, I mean, always. they're not having the problem. You are. Right, exactly. You're Well, yeah, there'd be a lot of people out there saying, well, no, they're the Debbie Downer. Well, well they're, sure. the Debbie Downer's affecting you. You're pushing your buttons. Exactly. Because, again, you know, some of these things bother us more than others. You know, and some people get along with other people that they don't get along with with others. Sure. And, you know, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't stand to be around Bob because he just comes in and takes over everything. Well, I may not have a problem with Bob. If Bob wants to do 100% of the work, <laughs> knock yourself out. I got other stuff I can do. It doesn't bother me a bit. But some people would be like, no, I need to do my part. I need, he's doing my work for me. He, he can do my work for me if he wants to. Exactly. I don't care. But again, the same situation Two different people are going to view it two different ways. One person is going to get upset about it. One person is going to think it's great. All based on perception. All based on personality. And all based on the story that we're coming from. And Because we're bringing our story. They're bringing their story. Neither one of us know our stories. And that's where we start making judgments. And we start calling people out. And we start being judgmental. And that is not helpful. So some of the things that you're talking about, asking questions, you know, so you can understand uh, better, right? Not, sure. not Okay. And what, what would you say, like, try to find something that they're good at or something that they could work on to kind of get them out of that? Well, yeah, because a lot of this comes from they need control, right? They need some kind of control in their life. So they're they're being a tank or they're being passive or they're because then they, they feel like they can control the situation. Oh, so, so they, okay. So if you can give them something to control you can give them something to be good at you can give them something that is theirs to do that they can do and people are going to do that but we don't give them the opportunity to do that well, a lot no, of times we don't <laughs> we don't give them an opportunity to show up better because we judge them we criticize them um we start using the butts we start being passive aggressive we're not getting our way and then communication breaks down and all of this stuff just starts spiraling downhill because you are being difficult mm. Which then turns into now, I'm being difficult. Right. So now we're both being difficult, and that's really Everybody's not helpful. Everybody's having a bad day exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> and remember that some, a lot of times these behaviors that we're talking about from difficult people can be situational. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that this person can be amazing at work, but they can be very mm -hmm. difficult at home in their personal relationships. They can be great at church, but they can be terrible at work. Again, it comes from control and confidence and where we feel that we have um, our balance comes from. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't if we don't feel confident in our job, but we are very secure in our personal relationship, we may be very difficult at work and very happy at home. I, I can you see know, that. Those two things you know, can roll over. But 
again, they may be confident in one job. We talk about that all the time, right? You have this person that excels at accounting. They're an amazing accountant. Uh, they want a promotion. They want a new job. They want more money. We promote them to the head of sales. <laughs> and now they become a difficult person because they're not confident <clears throat> in their job. They can't do their job. They know no. they can't do their job. Completely different skill set. They know that they're going to get start getting in trouble at work. So then they become a tank or then they become very passive or then they become a complainer. And now they become a difficult person when they were absolutely fabulous, right? You can have a same situation of you get a new boss. You never had a problem with Sally Sue until she got a new boss. And now, man, don't even go to the water cooler when she's over there because it's just <laughs> terrible because she's miserable. She doesn't like it. Um, she's very unhappy. And so she's a Debbie Downer all the time when she used to be the life of the party. These things can be situational, again, based on somebody's story. It, you know, some of those things that somebody could be very passive, mm -hmm. and, but boy, they can become a tank when you start talking about a topic like religion or politics. Oh, yeah. Right? So find those things that you can't talk about. Exactly. Right? You know, don't put a passive person in a situation that, that requires them to be outgoing uh, or quick decision making, because now you've set them up for failure. I think we've, we've, we've kind of drilled this at home a lot of things, too, but... Find a good fit for people, right? Mm -hmm. Don't promote the person from accounting into the head of sales, knowing that you're going to create a scenario that they're likely going to fail. It, it's just not good. Move, move people around to areas that are good fits for them. No thing, again, no things that you can and can't talk to some people about. Again, if somebody is a passive person, but boy, when they start on religion, uh, they become a tank because they are very passionate about that. That's great for them. But if you're in the work environment, there probably is no place for that. So don't talk about it. And I think you'll find those triggers pretty quickly. I mean, it, most situations, especially at work, you know what to talk about, what not to talk about. And one of the good rules of thumbs, at least in my opinion, is I don't really talk about any kind of personal situations. I keep it kind of general and professional. It's well, when some, we're talking that, about work. You know, right. Well, we're going to talk uh, in, in another show about the, the different personality types. And some people just can't do that. You and <laughs> right. I can do that because we're more analytical or direct personalities. Some people can't do that. They have to They have to bring their personal stuff to work. They have to be happy and excited. And they have to have all of that. But know, too, that some of these situations are when somebody is excessively tired, they're hot, they're hungry. Any of those physiological things that are mm -hmm. affecting them can definitely affect and make turn us from a saint uh, into somebody who's very difficult. And again, some of these are more so than others. I think we're all this way, but some of these are, are more, uh, affect other people more than they do others, right? If you know that your 16-year-old daughter does not do good over 90 degrees, uh, and you're at Disney World and it's going to be 110 today, uh, you need to cut that off at the pass. Right. Well, you know that by the time it gets to 90 degrees by 11 o'clock this morning, you're going to start having problems and she is going to create havoc for everybody. You know that because it always happens. And that right. doesn't that get you right. This thing that every time this happens, this happens. But we just keep doing that. That creates drama, creates and conflict. And we keep pointing it out. And, right. Exactly. <laughs> we don't do anything different. So you've got to find those things to, to, to cut off at the past, find some other option um, only do rides that are in air condition. I don't know. Go back and take a nap in the hotel. I don't know what you're going to do, but find some kind of... When, when, well, have a plan. Ha, exactly. Have a plan. Work your plan. 
well, I don't know why that's so hard, but some people really have trouble with that because it's like, well, every time we do this, this happens. That's on you. Right. If every time you do this, this happens and it keeps happening, uh, you know that that's on you. You need to own it. And if you're not trying to do something different, uh, that that's on you. And so what we're really kind of talking about is finding those workarounds, right? Right. Setting limits. Again, don't let other people control your emotions. Uh, and don't let other people's actions turn you into a difficult person. Because that is very common. You know, one person mm-hmm. gets mad, they trigger you, now you're mad, and now you become difficult to everybody too. I was going to say, and then the whole, I don't care if yeah. it's a job, if it's at home, if it's at church, doesn't matter. Everybody's in a bad mood now. Exactly. We've we all done it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we might have done it today. <laughs> um, but you can't let other people dictate how you show up in the world. You can't let other people's actions um, dictate yours. And that is very, very difficult. But you you just can't. So when we are talking about finding those workarounds and lightening the mood, would you say that, you know, asking questions about things that they're kind of comfortable with would be a, a good way to start? Sure. I think that's a good one. When you find something that you know that will bring them back. Okay. Right? You know they, they just love their kids. You know that they're crazy about their dog. Start asking questions about the things. Let them have a win. Let them be comfortable. Let them express to you something they know about. They just got back from vacation last week. Start asking about their vacation. These are things that they know. You can create dialogue. You can calm them down, get them out of their difficult state, whatever that is, and create some common ground with them. And then you can start communicating. Then you can move forward with whatever it is that you need from them. Again, if this is work, if this is home, personal relationships, it doesn't matter. Find common ground. Start with the things that, that makes them happy, that they can talk about freely and comfortably, that they are, have complete confidence. A passive person, you may have somebody who is very, very quiet, but they're going to talk to you for three hours about their dog. Ask them about their dog. <laughs> right? They Maybe they got a new boat. Start asking them about their boat. Right. Then you create dialogue. Then they feel comfortable. Then they don't have to have control of the situation. And then you can start talking about other things that may be a little bit more uncomfortable. I think that's pretty fair. So, folks, when we're talking about this, this is the situations that you might be in yourself or you might know other people that are in it. You're not a bad person. They're not a bad person. Exactly. But this is just some of the, again, personality traits to look for and some of the tools to help you with those situations. Right. And we're all in this situation. We're all difficult people from time to time. Yeah. And we, we want people to have compassion and empathy for us and forgive us when we do something, you got to remember that you got that you got to flip that around too. Uh, you don't want people to think that your bad one bad day defines you. Don't define no. somebody else on their one bad day. I think that's fair. And sometimes those one bad days may last a week or a month <laughs> or longer. <laughs> Some people get stuck there, but that doesn't mean they're bad people. No, no, not at all. So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living On Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.